0: for joining us again today as we're going through our sermon series dealing with the war of God. At Family of Grace, we realize that God has sent us on a pathway to be a cross-cultural church that's breaking social and racial barriers, helping people to become all that they want to be for the glory of God. In doing so, we realize there's this great battle raging within inside ourselves, and today we want to look at a sermon dealing with the, the war of our inner self and how do we claim victory Over that through Christ Jesus our Lord. I hope this message will bless your heart today. If you have your Bible, if you'll take it and turn back with me to the book of Galatians, chapter 5, and verse 1. Galatians 5, and verse 1. I'm going to read a couple of verses, and then we'll jump into the heart of the passage. It says, Christ has liberated us. Galatians, chapter 5, and verse 1. Christ has liberated us into freedom, therefore stand firm. And do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. I've been over this verse for several weeks now, so I won't spend a lot of time on it. But if you have been set free, then live like it. If you've been set free, don't go back and become a slave to the world, a slave to the devil. And then he goes on and he says in verse 16, I say to you then, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you do not do what you want to do. You should have underlined that by now in your Bible. That you do not do what you want to do. Why? Because there is a war going on inside of us. And it's for the little gods. It's for the demigods, the petite gods, the trinket gods, the whatever little god you want to call it. And when we look at this list, we begin to see the the little, bitty dog, the little bitty gods that are destroying our life on a daily basis there's a a verse i believe it's in the book of ecclesiastes that says it's the little foxes that destroy the vineyard the little ones the little foxes it's not the big things it's the little things that we begin to give way to when we begin to compromise our principles we begin to compromise our integrity See, not your character. Character is what you do when everybody's looking. Car- you, character is what you do when you know people are looking and you want to portray a certain character. And so your character molds to the crowd that you're in. Integrity is what's deep down inside of you. And But if we're not careful, the little trinket gods will begin to eat away at our principles, at our moral compass. One of the greatest tragedies for the United States of America, is that we no longer have a moral compass that points us in the right direction. Our comp- compass has lost calibration, and it's leading us down really difficult pathways. As I was speaking to some of the more educated people in Peru this week who are in the know, several of them said, what in the world are y'all doing in the United States? Don't you know that we are just breaking free from that cycle of religion that cycle of government and stuff that you've had in the past we are just coming out of that why are y'all why are y'all going into it and so what i want you to understand that we begin to let that erode away we begin to lose our moral compass now he goes on in verse 17 and says for the flesh desires what is against the spirit and we do not do what we want to do now look with me if you would at verse 19 and he lists them I'm not going to spend a lot of time on these because I've already been over them a lot. But the works of the flesh are obvious. You know, you you don't need somebody to point it out and get easy applaud lines. And he says they're sexually immoral, uh, impurity. He goes on in, in verse 20 is idolatry, sorcery, hatred. But here's where I want us to look at today: strife, hatred, and strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambitions. And dissensions, which are factions, little segments that tear away and we begin to lose our direction. Then he goes down and he says in verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Now, here's what I want us to look at today. And I'm going to have these up on the screen because I have a lot of them that I want to cover today and I want you to write them down. I want to talk about the war of the God of our inner self. Our inner being from the inside. That's where the battle rages right here. And if you're not careful, you'll lose the battle right here. It's where you really you can really begin to struggle and, and strife really comes about. And before you know it, you surrender and you begin to walk down the wrong pathway. Now, when we think about this war of the inner self, there's a couple things that man longs for, and I want you to write these down. Man longs for them. Man longs for them so much that government and and uh, NGOs, nonprofits, they are trying to facilitate them. What is the first thing that a person longs for? Well. The first thing that a person really and truly longs for is, is just they long for peace. They long for peace. World leaders uh meet and they 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 try to gain peace. They want peace so bad. They long for joy. They long for kindness. They 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 long to for, for there to be long suffering. Uh uh, long for 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 not only just long suffering, but it, it just people to be kind to one another, and uh, these are things man longs for, uh, and then man tries to enforce them. Man tries to enforce peace. We've been trying to force peace in Israel forever, between the Palestinians, and then but bet, between the the Israelis and all the people there in the Middle East. Hey, man, man tries to enforce peace. Peace is not something that can be brought by force, peace has to be obtained by mutual parties. You cannot just say, I want peace and, and I'm going to go in with a big club, and if my club's bigger than your club, I'm going to bring peace. Peace doesn't work that way. That's one reason that we've not ever obtained peace in other areas. You you, you can't win a war and bring peace. When we think about this, peace only comes when there's complete surrenderance. Because uh, you may win the war and you may be the victor, but sometimes it was like a victory by fire. A lot of times... uh, And when they fought battles and wars, they would just burn the whole city down. Matter of fact, that happened here in Alexandria uh, during the Civil War. A lot of our city was destroyed, burned, just burn it down. Union troops came in, burn it down. If we can't win, win on the battlefield, we'll just burn you out. And it would be victory by fire. Well, the only thing about victory by fire is you really didn't win nothing but scorched earth. And a lot of times that's how it is. Man wants to bring peace by great force. And today, people all over the place are longing for peace. I mean, go back to, think about peace, peace, peace. Where did it really come up at? You remember, and they're, they're in the middle of the, of the Vietnam War. We just want peace. Peace, peace, peace. Well, you can't fight enough to bring peace. Now, you can fight and be strong enough to win a war, but it doesn't necessarily mean you bring peace. Peace can only come between two enemies... When there is a mutual understanding. It's what they remember they call peace treaties. A peace treaty is only in effect when the other person is willing to hold up their end of the treaty. The problem is that so many people long for peace today. I mean, it doesn't matter what country you're in, there's always a faction of people who want ridiculous things. People are looking for peace today. As a matter of fact, we've become we, we've uh, we're becoming almost uh we, we we've lost the shock value you know uh my wife and i were talking about someone who in her in the hometown of oxford there who who a guy went in killed his mom his dad and the rest of his family and you know you're like wow you know it's a tragedy but it's not as uh, shocking as it once was you see peace can only come through surrenderance, man Wants to force peace by power. Force peace by might. But but peace comes when there's a mutual understanding. And surrenderance. I, I, I've used this illustration before, but it just fits the, the, the situation here. It's kind of like the little boy who was the bully at the school. Who was making a list of everybody that he could whip. Big boy. And so all of a sudden there was this little boy that was a little runny, runt and scrawny looking guy he walked up to that guy and he says i hear you're making a list of everybody that you can whip at the school he said that's right he said i heard my name's on that list that's right and the guy was looking down because the boy was a lot shorter and he said i'm okay with being on that list but if you're gonna put me on that list then you're gonna have to whip me and earn it and the bully said oh it's okay i'll take your name off And he just scratched it off it was a mutual understanding at that point see, when you get to that mutual understanding, it comes to surrenderance. What I want you to understand today is that you're looking for peace. Your hope doesn't come through an implied peace. It doesn't come through a forced peace. Peace can only come through a surrenderance. Jesus Christ can bring a peace that will pass all understanding. But that peace can only come when there's been a complete surrenderance and an agreement. You see, when you come and you make a peace treaty, there has to be a surrendering of your own desires, a surrendering of your own self. I love I love in the book of uh, Colossians, I preached a message one time that it says that Jesus, it says in, in that book that Jesus brought peace through his sacrifice. And he enacted what I call the peace treaty of Calvary. There was a surrenderance of the Lamb of God that he was willing to die for you and I. And then there was a surrenderance of us when we say, Lord, I'm willing to receive you. Man longs for peace, but peace can only come when we surrender, when we give it all. Man only longs for peace, but they, man tries to sell joy. They try to sell joy everywhere they can. You say, what do you mean they try to sell it? Well, they try to sell joy in the forms of drugs and alcohol and sex. They try to sell joy and uh, 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 bigger bigger things, bigger toys, uh, uh, bigger amusement. And, and, you know, we can just, you can look around you. And, and, and they're selling so much stuff in our country because people think joy comes through things. Joy doesn't come through things. Joy comes through a person in Jesus Christ. You, you, if your only joy is trying to have joy in something, then your joy will only last as long as you're something. Man, man runs out of ideas a lot of times. And we have what they call throwbacks. And uh, when they throw back, they go back and they pick up something of the past, they try to recreate it and make it something relevant today. Isn't it amazing how many movies are Throwbacks. Even movies that we're watching today, they went back trying to create something new, a new situation, all those things. Man tries to sell joy, repackage it, and sell it. I want you to understand that if you're trying to buy joy, it'll never work. You know, you go go to a country like Peru and you, you see people with nothing, but there's so much joy. You say, how can that be? How can there be so much joy? It's because their joy has been placed in something other than things. Listen, you can lose your stuff in a hurry. You can lose your things in a hurry. Your things only stay there as long as your income stays there. And then you begin to lose those things. You're no longer able to maintain those things. But listen, when we begin to connect the dots on this, we we say, God, what are you trying to teach us? Well, man says that you can sell your, I can sell you joy. You can go to Walmart and you can buy joy. You You can go down to the local store and pick up joy. But that's not what God does. That's not what God does in our heart and life. God gives joy beyond our understanding. And it exceeds our understanding. And you can only have that true joy when you begin to have that true peace. That true peace. Everybody's looking for, everybody wants to be happy. And everybody wants inner peace. But have you ever been so many, around so many grumpy, angry, joyless people in your life? We're going to medicate joy. We're going to medicate you and bring you joy in the form of appeal. It's okay though. Because your doctor gave it to you. Now, I'm not saying that's all the time bad. Medication helped save my life one time when I was in a state of depression and overwhelmed with, with the spirit of oppression. So there's a time and a place for it. But listen, God did not design you to have to live dependent, your joy dependent, your peace dependent upon something other than him now i'm not telling you to run out and and, and throw away all your pills it's helping helping you maintain where you are emotionally but you need to begin to figure out a pathway forward sometimes you need a little motivation for something bigger than you are something beyond your reach i remember whenever i was going through that difficulty in my life and man that medicine was helping me tremendously and I remember I came to a point where I was doing really well, and I had a good motivation. Christy said, I'm not going to go out with you Do you decide you're going to try to get off of that. I don't want to go out with somebody and potentially marry somebody that has to look for their peace and joy in something else. Pretty good motivation. Okay. And so well, I begin to pray harder than ever, Lord, liberate me from this. And so it was all good. I, I would do it again the same way. But what I'm saying is that it's great for a place. And some people, I mean, you, you do need it for a lifetime. There's something that is in your life and in your emotional being that's a little bit different, And unless God just really touches it miraculously and heals it and sets you free. But here's the part that I'm trying to make. We can't find our joy, we can't find our peace in in, 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 in things you, you you can't find your joy and your peace in people i mean i mean we got a lot of upset lsu fans today somebody said they can't get rid of left smiles because they would cost them 25 million dollars i said there's a hundred thousand people packing that stadium on friday night if they all kicked in a couple of bucks here and there he'd be gone we would pay that ticket and get rid of that dude Somebody else said a long time ago, I decided that I wasn't going to let college-age thugs control my emotional being. Not that all football players are thugs, but it's an interesting insight to that. Young boys, that we put so much of our emotion, so much of our joy in things, in titles, and all of those things. Listen, everybody, get this, everybody's looking for peace. Everybody's looking for joy. But less people have it today than ever before. Because they're looking in all the wrong places. Here's what Jesus said. I'll meet you where you are. I'll love you the way you are. And I have a plan for you that you can't comprehend. That I can help but fulfill in your life if you would just trust me. If you would just trust me. The problem is... Nobody wants to let go and trust God. I remember uh, this young lady had taken her life and I was one of the first ones there that the family had called. And, man, I found myself in the middle of that situation. And there's a lot of places places you really don't want to be. And that was one of them. I remember there was, she took her life in her chair. And you say, Pastor, I can't believe you're talking about this. Well, listen, it's happening more and more every day. Somebody needs to talk about it. And there, beside her chair, was a piece of paper, and it was a an email that had just been circulating. You know, you get these mass emails that circulate through everybody's inbox. And basically it was a story of a guy who was hiking and he fell off on the cliff, fell off a cliff, and on the way down he he grabbed hold of a root of a tree and was hanging out there, and he began to cry out and say, Uh, help, help, help you know can somebody help me, can somebody help me and all of a sudden there was a voice that came and said this is God I'll help you and the guy said wow I'm so thankful you know and there's this conversation that's happening between them and he's holding on and, and the voice comes from God and he says here's what I want you to do, I want you to let go and then it was a couple of lines that was skipped and the next voice from the man hanging from the cliff said, is anybody else out there? Jesus comes and says I've laid my life down for you I just want you to accept it and surrender it Now we have a lot of people that have accepted Christ in their head but they've never told their heart about it They still pledge allegiance to another God. And what I want you to know today is that God's trying to do a work in your life that is so great that you can't comprehend it, but it will never happen as long as you have dual citizenship. The kingdom of heaven is one of those peculiar countries that do not allow you to have dual citizenship. Because Jesus Christ is not interested in you having a dual love. He is a jealous God who doesn't want a trinket God that you're giving all your time, your energy, your attention, and your loving to. Jesus said, I can bring you joy. I can bring you peace. I can bring you a hope. I can bring you a future. But you must trust me. You must trust me. Everybody wants peace. I can bring it. Everybody wants joy. I can bring it. People today, we're in a place in our country where we're trying to. We're, we go to this next list, and 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 it, you go back to that list in the in the text, and it talks about there's anger and hatred, there's jealousy and all these dissensions and factions amongst you. And you go to the list of what people are longing for: joy, peace, kindness, long suffering. Today, we live in a country that is trying to enforce not only peace, but they're trying to now pass laws to legislate kindness. We have a law in our country now called the hate crime law. It, it, it happened, I don't remember how many years ago, quite a while back, when Matthew Shepard in Colorado, the, the young boy was a homosexual that was killed, and out of that came what we called a hate crime law. And that was a tragedy, and it was a terrible situation. And ever since then, the hate crime law gets a little bit worse every year. A little bit more stringent, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And, And we've created powder puffs in America. That people that have no resilience anymore, no strength anymore. Because we've tried to take our leverage and enforce peace. We've tried to bring joy in things. Enforced peace and purchased joy will not bring about a kind atmosphere it'll bring back a jealous atmosphere because when somebody comes up with a bigger thing, well, a bigger thing, then all of a sudden you begin to be jealous of their bigger toy and now you're no longer happy with your toy, you want a bigger toy. And so now you're saying, man, I wish, you know, we, we, we have it all justified. Lord, I just prayed you'd give them something better and I could just have theirs. It's not, it's, it's not coveting if I'm praying God bless them with something better. We try to enforce kindness through laws. We we try to teach people to be long-suffering. I mean, guys, have you ever heard the likes of what we're hearing today? I mean, we've got people getting mad at each other, and now they're suing one another. You know, and I'm not making light of this. I, I just kind of bebop back here in the country this week and caught the tail end of a couple of guys that make a million dollars a year, and one of them quit, and the other one doesn't... uh, is expelled from his team because they weren't kind to each other in the locker room. Now they both make millions of dollars a year, but they're upset because they're not kind to one another. Listen, a world that is inflicted with pain, with grief, with guilt... And a seared conscience is not going to be kind. Quit looking for kindness in a world that doesn't understand it. And gain your kindness from Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Today, when you gain the ultimate peace that passes understanding. And the ultimate joy that comes from Jesus Christ. You won't have to tell one another, I'm going to be kind. You won't have to teach you to suffer long. You'll suffer long because you love hard. Because you have peace that goes the distance. Today, I don't know what's going on in your heart and your life, but right there where you are. Quit looking for joy in things, quit looking for peace in relationships, and begin to embrace the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he will bring you a gentle spirit that suffers long. You say, well, pastor, I tried that. I went to church, and I got a good cussing. Listen, some of the best cussings I ever had in my life came from church people. not Christians church people some of the meanest people I know go to church every Sunday but going to church doesn't make you a believer going to church doesn't bring you peace going to church doesn't bring you joy no more than going to Wall Street makes you a millionaire today you may be here saying pastor i don't know what to do i don't know where to turn this is your moment in history to gain that joy and that peace that kindness that gentleness that self-control maybe you're sitting there at home today and you're like pastor i heard what you say I identify with it i don't know what to do right there on your sofa just say lord jesus i want more of you god i give my whole heart and life to you find you a bible believing church that has a heart to obey God's word a heart to follow God we would love to help you in that journey we'd love to help you on that pathway but no matter what today just rise up from where you are and become all things to all people for the glory of God don't settle don't settle out give it all to Jesus This ministry would not be possible without these partners. Looking for child care? Visit College Camp, located in the heart of Pineville. It is a licensed aid facility that has been in existence since 2008. For more information, call 318-484-2762. Thank you for joining us today. We would like to take a moment to thank our sponsors that made this program possible. Bayou Shirts. At Bayou Shirts we offer quick, friendly, quality service for all your t-shirt needs. Check us out today at BayouShirts.com for information on all the services we can provide. You can reach us at 318-308-3754. At FCA, we're touching millions one heart at a time. Since 1954, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes has been putting the heart and soul in sports by challenging athletes and coaches to impact the world for Jesus Christ. As the largest sports ministry in the world, FCA now reaches over 2 million people annually on the professional, college, high school, junior high, and youth levels. Through this shared passion for athletics and faith, lives are changed one heart at a time. Learn more at FCA.org.